0: Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up.
1: They're coming to get you, Barbara.
0: Let's go get him. That's another one for the fuck. Alright, we're back with another episode of Horror Vision. I'm your host, John, along with... Bug. That's you, Your Bug. You did it. Um, so we got the end of the trilogy here. Fear Street, 1666. I guess we, we do have differing opinions on this, but uh, some of the fears that we had... Going into this third one, uh, I thought it was worse than we could have possibly imagined.
1: That's one way to look at
0: it. That's true. Everyone has their own opinion, but that's why we're going to uh, talk about it.
1: See what we can uh, come up with here.
0: Yeah, Uh, we planned on having the episode out literally right after uh, the last one came out. Um, I... Did not expect for us to be as busy as we were, book. That's with your brother's wedding. That was a busy stretch of time.
1: Yeah, there's about a week, week and a half where it was just like we were run all over the place, just editing, doing editing videos.
0: I didn't wasn't expecting that to happen, but we did it.
1: Editing videos, setting up. Hey, I uh, live I heard streaming
0: live stream. I didn't expect that at devices, all. Uh, but hey, you were giving speeches. You gave a speech. i we got to give a shout out on that. book crushed the best man speech. I
1: have always said I enjoy public speaking. That
0: is not a fear of mine at all. That uh, the end of it, um, that's gonna go down as like an iconic book moment for sure i winged the end
1: and it kind of bit me a little bit but thankfully the rest of it i thought was perfect
0: all-time classic line delivery and i have the video of it and i can edit the part just to the end i think at some point we'll run like a contest or something for one of the listeners and the winner the prize will be is they get that audio clip to do whatever they please with oh i'm not I'm not signing my I'm
1: not signing anything for that. That's bullshit.
0: I don't think I need you to sign anything for it. <laughs> bullshit, man. You gotta double check your contract, buddy.
1: I do not approve what contract? <sighs> exactly. Wait a second. I know I have it around here somewhere. You wrote it on the back of a paper plate, right? I think so. We gotta find that.
0: I don't I feel like it'd be hard to write on the back of a paper plate. Well I'm thinking like a styrofoam plate. I don't. Do they still make this? Does have to be bad for the environment. They do, but they not as much because they're bad for the environment. Turtles like eating them, or something like turtles. Just they see that, and they're like, "I'm gonna munch on this," and then they explode.
1: I'm gonna munch a perfect hole so I can
0: fit my head through it, but not fit my head out of it. I don't think they make paper plates that big, bug.
1: Oh, how big do you think a turtle's head is?
0: I thought you were talking about your head. Oh, turtle's head. Dude, I'm well-versed on turtles, bud. I had a turtle for 14 years. Michelangelo, well, a, he was great. I,
1: I had a turtle for zero years, but I saw one once out in the
0: wild. I think that just qualifies you as an expert. Dude, that's the shit that blows my mind. Like, with our legal system, I know it's going off, but I was thinking about this the other day because I was watching a documentary. Um, like, when you're in the court case, they always bring in like expert witnesses to um, strengthen cases or different points they're trying to make with the cases and the criteria to be considered an expert witness is so low like it's not even like there's no set criteria like so you could have watched like a youtube video and if the defense or prosecution wants to argue like hey this is my expert witness if the other side's like not smart enough or so incompetent that, that they won't be like, "Hey, this guy's qualifications," or that he watched a YouTube video. Like that, you can do that. It's fucked.
1: <laughs> <laughs> do I get paid to do that?
0: Uh, I don't know if expert witnesses get paid. I do know that you can be technically a professional juror. Um, someone I know their their mother used to do that, where they would. Like these are like high profile cases that would they would pay like jurors that they know understand the law and things like that to come in and be jurors. So I know you can do that, but I don't know if expert witnesses are paid. I mean probably if they're gonna be taking the time out of their day to come. Uh I don't know. I don't know exactly.
1: Well, let me let me just throw this out there real fast. I would be the best expert witness because I accept tips.
0: You would probably be the worst. If I was arguing against you in the court of law, I would make that very apparent. <laughs> well, I wouldn't like advertise. I'll tell, you, advertise what, I'll tell that. you what, bud. We better not cross paths in the court of law because you're going down. Yeah, I
1: just I just look I just looked him right at who uh, the defendant right in the eye and be like <clears throat> Yeah. Yeah, let me see that money.
0: Or you'll do like the end of your speech. I love this man. I love I love this guy, I love this man. That's when
1: I'm up there, giving my uh what's it called
0: realistically if you're Just giving it, if you're giving like some type of speech in court, you personally, what it most likely would be is like when the you're when you got sentenced, then the judge is like, do you have anything to say for yourself that would be your opportunity
1: no mine would be as the uh what is it, the hedger.
0: Now you're realistically you personally it would be you got sentenced and they're like it's twenty five to life. Do you have anything to say for yourself? And you get up there and you would be like, uh, whoopsie. Hey, my bad. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into sixteen sixty six here. As you can tell, that's how much that this movie kept my attention.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I I, I, I liked it.
0: Yeah, we'll get we'll get into it there. Um but do, do you want to do the uh the little brief synopsis of this one?
1: Yeah, a little uh brief synopsis of this. So um yeah, just real quick, real easy. It starts off uh if you remember the previous film ended with the main actress uh returning the hand of Sarah Fear. And when she put it together with the body, the skeleton, uh, she it looked like she got teleported back in time.
0: For all intents and purposes, um, they she I mean it's she doesn't doesn't time travel, but the the big chunk of the first act of this film is back in time. Like it, it turns out, it is a vision, but like they're in it.
1: As uh, as we were saying before, the uh, when she touches a skeleton, she has a vision of 1666. Of course, a uh, big hint there was that is the title of this movie. However, um, the first hour and 15 minutes out of the full two hours of this film are uh, in 1666, the rest the rest of the time is back in nineteen ninety four, um, when they go back, or when she sees the vision. I got back to the futures in my head now. When she sees the vision of sixteen sixty six, she herself is Sarah Fear, the witch of the first two
0: films. That's something that I I found that was weird in it. Is like, why did they have to like make her as Sarah fear and then like all of her friends, whether even the ones that are alive, dead, like they were all the other people in the town, like that just didn't, didn't fit the narrative that they were going for. I just thought, I don't know, sorry to cut you off there. Like it was just,
1: it was just a little weird. Right, you're good. I mean, yeah, I get it. Like but, in, uh... the, in
0: the second one, they use different characters, you know, like obviously they they, Were some of the people that were in the modern day, but like they had a whole separate cast of characters You could have done that with this one
1: I wonder if uh, Budgeting came into
0: effect there maybe just
1: decided to keep the same actors as before
0: That that is Um, a good point so she's back in 1666 in The flashback vision you find out that Sarah fear was never a witch and that the great ancestor of the current day sheriff, I think it's Nick Good, their great 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 however back grandfather, um, he was into dark magic, and he's the one that actually cast the curse on Shady Side. Uh, and basically, what the curse entails is that there has to be some type of sacrifice, and that's who each one of those killers is periodically throughout time, so that the people of Sunnyvale, particularly the Good family, um, that they can prosper and have um, like unprecedented good luck. So the, the big gist of the whole entire flashback vision they have for this is that uh, our whole idea of Seraphir being the... Key piece to all of this is that she wasn't the witch.
1: Yeah, she was uh, blamed to be the witch because she was caught uh, with her
0: out in the woods munching taco.
1: The woods munching taco. The oh my gosh, I think my Roomba just started right there. <laughs> I don't know why it's running this late.
0: It's haunted. It's the witch. I mean, it's not the witch. It's the cop's great-great-grandpepper. grand, grand,
1: grand It's the ghost that lives here. The ghost's name is Gary. Gary, everybody. Gary, say hi to everybody. Hello. But uh Dude, you got, like, a strange ghost. Yeah, he's pretty cool. He just kind of, like, sits in the corner, videotapes, you know him. Yeah, it's Gary for you.
0: So that's, that's something weird to think about, like, if ghosts were real. Like, I do believe there's some type of transient energy. We're always converting energy, moving and stuff like that. Some type of particle thing like that. But the idea of, like, sentient spirits, I don't believe that. Because, like, why would you... Like, I obviously, I don't know the rules, what happens after you die or something like that. But why would you just be stuck, like, haunting the same place? And goddamn, would that get boring?
1: i always thought about that if you remember i think it was a while ago like 10 years ago this one like little kid like died was dead for, pronounced dead for like seven minutes then he like came back to life uh, after they uh i think they performed cpr him or something and afterwards he was so close to heaven he said he was like six or seven he was so close to heaven that uh the angels that are around him never fully left him. So he he ended up writing a book and in the book he explained that like there's angels around everyone at all times. They can't see him, but I can because I had a touch of heaven.
0: Yeah. So like Like, my that's weird to me, it isn't weird to me because I don't know if you're familiar with oxygen deprivation. Well, you might be more so than most people oxygen deprivation to the brain causes brain damage bug as well as like the whole concept like the human mind is vastly underrated
1: when no, you no, die no, they not, say like trying. your life
0: flashes before you uh, your eyes in the way that people perceive time is differently so the whole concept of heaven could just be in your head where it's when you die it's that last second when all those synapses and neurons are firing off no, 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 that the, 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 moment the... The white light comes over you. You see heaven. You see all this different stuff. Like the thing with that is that moment would be like half of a millisecond in your brain, but to you, the way you would perceive it as your final thought could last forever. No, yeah, but the point I'm making not not
1: was not was that was the, the fact that the kid was like, like yeah, there's angels around you at all times, no matter who you are. All right, so there's an angel around me right now. That's really fucking weird. He just saw me like jack off like 10 minutes ago, you know? That's uh, my point. So I'm looking like... at
0: the recording. We've been recording for 18 minutes, Bug. Have we really? What were you doing to start the podcast? Uh, Hanging out, eating apps. Jesus Christ. That's staying in the podcast. Sorry, bud. Oh, well. This is going, this is going about as well as. This movie did, in my opinion, but hey, you have different opinions, so let's get yeah, let's get on to good. it. So now, with that information, we flash back to 1994. The main character she wakes back up. So we'll go from there.
1: uh The main character wakes up and realizes, "Holy shit! Sarah Fear was innocent, and she knows what she has to do now." And as she realizes, she hears police sirens and turns out Officer Nick Good was on them already. That and
0: sandbag and son of a bitch.
1: He knew somehow he knew exactly where they were. Well the, so
0: the other chick called him.
1: Yeah, but I thought they just called she just called him to her house, not like that area.
0: Um, I either can't, way, yeah, either I can't way. remember. I'm not going to mention it
1: again. <clears throat> Nick Good gets out of the car, sees her brother on the road. asks, "What's going on?" She, his sister, comes up, grabs him, says, "Come on, we have to run." Uh, Nick Good chases them through the woods, and you get the first glimpse of like the true villain, I guess, through the whole trilogy because he. Uh, he straight up just like takes his gun out and tries to attack him. Um, but thankfully, they get away. They go back to where uh, their friends are, are at being kept. And uh, they come up with a game plan after discussing what they've learned. And they decide to go back to the mall, back to the tree where Seraphir On the way, they decide to pick up a uh an extra set of hands which I don't know about you John I thought this was like not necessary but I thought it was hilarious that they picked him up.
0: Well I thought it was it, it was good. I, I liked his character a lot. It was the janitor from the first one. Yeah the one who was in the uh in the jail cell yeah for a spray painting. Um which turns out that was also Nick Good's spray painting.
1: Yes. You find that
0: out. Anyway, but... so not even to get into more spoilers, we'll talk about that on the pros and cons, but basically it sets up a final showdown at the mall, back where this whole thing started, coming full circle. Um, it got every one of the killers showing up there, Um and basically get to the bottom. Of everything that's going on. And it turns out that those underground tunnels. They actually go all the way down into. The-
1: so we knew that from the second film though.
0: We didn't know it went to the mall.
1: Yeah we did. Because the tree is we, in the we mall. We knew where we the saw- tree
0: was. But we didn't know that the tunnels went all the way Because if they would have known that. It would have been. Like- but I mean, we find that out. So then it, it leads to the the whole final showdown, but that's pretty much the gist of the story. Um, so Visions. over overall, that, that story's not, not bad, not a bad way to take it. Um, it was a little bit of a twist there. That's this witch that they hyped up this whole time with perpetrating all it, that it wasn't actually her. Um, but then some of the steps to get there and different things with the production of this film, that's what I had issue with. So, on that note, pros and cons. I want to go first on this. Because you like this movie substantially more than I did.
1: I like the story for... for I like, I like the film for the story, mainly. So, I'm going to let you go first for the pros okay. or cons. Curious to see what you got. So,
0: cons are aplenty. Um My big one is the issues that we had with the first two films. Are more prevalent in this one. Like across the board. As well as the things that we had. Positive to say about. The first two films are not present in that. So it's like if. And obviously these all three of them. Were made at the same time. But if some, someone was giving like advice. Like hey how are you going to round this out. They did everything opposite. Um, The first couple. We like the some of the camera work. The lighting the framing. And stuff like this. The first portion of. This movie is almost unwatchable. I don't even want to call it Cam steadicam because Cams don't operate like that, but it was—it looked amateurish. Um, First
1: portion, when they were back in 1666, looks like they went back to 1666, in real- grabbed someone and said, hey, you got two hands, hold this camera, and he just goes,
0: uh, it, nope. It, it honestly looked like the day of filming that they left their super expensive, like movie making camera. They're like, does anyone got like their phone on them or something? Like that's, that's what it looked like. It was rough. Um, a different, the the acting performances that we had issues with the, with the first one, the main girl uh, was even worse. And I don't blame her on this one, but she went back. They, they tried to make, I guess, period accurate. 1666 so they have these like early colonial like fake British accents but the thing is like a lot of her lines she delivered like the accent was bad and then sometimes she forgot to do the accent it was like if you were going to go this route like why did you have these actors in here and if you were going to do that because there was no reason for it for the story like you could have had her pass out at the end of the second one and have this vision and it's just like an accurate vision to what happened and then wake up in the present day and be like, I know like that, you could have done that. Or if you were going to have her and all of her different friends in these different rules in 1666, like have some type of explanation for that. Um, but the fake accents that they were doing in not consistently sticking with the accents, like really, it made it tough to watch, um, what else in the other ones we like? The music and it's one of the issues we had with the music in the other ones is the songs were great, but the way they like cut them up and they were just stacking them on each other, like or like maybe a little less of that. Like they do it even worse. Like there's a particular scene where they play like one of my favorite Pixie songs, and they play half of it and cut it and then play another Pixie song just because in an earlier film they talked about how they like I don't know why they did that. Just like the, the things in this, it's like, ugh. Like you could have rounded this out solidly. Cause I agree with you. Uh, a pro that I would agree with is they took the story in an interesting direction. Like I thought that was interesting. You know what? It wasn't Seraphir that was doing this. Now we found that backstory. But the, the little things in between just made it very hard to. I was watching the film and it's like, I cannot wait for this to be.
1: See, I actually, says the my main thing is the story I thought was unique. And I saw some of it coming, but the overall, the whole as like the trilogy, it, it threw me off. Like I did not see that portion of it coming. Um, and I liked how one, so pro for me, of course, is story one thing that I like that they did is they teased you with Seraphir actually being a witch and
0: they didn't tease you with that. They straight up that in the first two movies, that's the perception of everybody in that town. 1666. And in in
1: this film directly though, they tease you with it because you know, they go, she goes back, all this stuff happens there. The town looks at them as being a witch. So she has nothing left to lose, so she decides to go read the book like that's that's my opinion they're teasing with her being the actual witch in this, but it turns out like when she goes back, like the book's gone, and later is discovered of, of like who the actual witch is, okay yeah, so I, that's why I,
0: I I guess like to, to me it wasn't this too-
1: one teases it because. It, it when you look at it as a whole like this when you look at this film only as a whole you realize like oh she's not actually
0: the. but yeah but that's what i'm saying like it's not really teasing because it was set up as expected like that's what played into the twist and i, I thought that was that was cool cuz you thought she was going to go and she was going to cast the spell out of like redemption like she already cut off her hand everything like this and she goes to the and finds out that that Nick Good's relative. He had already been doing the whole time. And I I I appreciated that, but the execution to get to that just it, it just made it painful. Like there's only so much you can put up with.
1: Yeah, I mean when I first started it, I was still talking to you uh online at the time, and even I said that the camera work, your cons I agree with. The camera work was real bad, the acting
0: but yeah, the it was it was just it was it was painful for me. Um, some other pros, uh, like uh, the janitor character bringing him back. Uh, didn't think that he got utilized enough at the end. They brought him back, to not do that much. Um, another con that I had is they had a set like a rule set that they establish. So if in a movie you establish a rule set, like you kind of got to stick to it. You set your inverse in-universe roles, and they pretty much went back on that. For example, like the whole concept of the person that they're going after their specific blood and at that point it switched to the main girl that they were going after her, but they came up with this idea that like, hey, we'll mix these, like some of her blood up and then spray it out of these squirt guns and, when the different killers come, we'll spray them on each other and they'll fight. And I thought that was a cool scene, like a Freddy vs. Jason style with all the guys fighting. But, and then they sprayed it on, on Nick Good as well. I thought that was like a, a cool concept, but then they went back on that because then she cut her hand to try to get their attention and they immediately stop and go. And I guess it's more pure of blood, but then they just disregard the blood that's already on each other. I, that goes back on the first one where they had like even. Like to get through to the next person like if there is blood on you they're chopping you up and then it, they go down the line like that was the way they were able to trick the killers even in this one like to go into the different stores and, and gate them in because they didn't seem to have like the cognitive ability to decipher between oh it's just their blood on someone's clothes or the actual person that they're after but then all of a sudden that just changed so I didn't I didn't like that. That was another con for me.
1: I mean, yeah, I didn't like how cause... when she cut open her hand, they decided like to ignore the blood that was around them and just go, I guess it makes it would make sense if it was like, explained like it was directly of the source, you know, but they don't ever really go into that much detail. But I liked, I mean, it, that's kind of how it was in the in the first film. Like if you remember the ending scene in the yeah, first film, well, what was the first,
0: they first? they but at that point they'd taken out everyone that had the blood on them. Like that's that's the thing is they had a set like a rule set and it's their universe. They can establish any rule set they want. But the thing is, as a trilogy you gotta stick to your rule set. Like you can't throw it out. Like, something like that like that was integral to your the plot of your first movie now it's, it' doesn't matter I don't know it was just stuff like that like in general' it's the overall package I just really felt that like didn't have super high hopes like the first two weren't spectacular but they were entertaining and they were solid and I wanted to see how the story was gonna wrap up um but the execution of the third one was just wasn't there for me.
1: Well, I wonder in the first one because, so after they separated the blood and stuff like that um, to each other, she never actually uh, like cut herself again. Like never, like drew blood from herself. So I wonder in the if if she did, they would have came after her directly. So to me, it's a kind of hard to compare the two situations. You know what I'm saying?
0: Does, but, it, does that make but sense? But I'm saying like so she wouldn't have to cut herself because that's who they're already after she has her blood in her but they go but the killers they, couldn't distinguish between her being across the store and trying to get drowned to the other people that were running around with her blood on them but then in the third one the girl okay yeah, yeah. that's right what yeah, I get where you're yeah i'm though. just it was just a little wonky logic there it's like i didn't appreciate that A a pro, though they did have some good uh, graphic violence in this. Like when she got her hand chopped off, that was that looked painful. They that was a good effect on that. That looked brutal. Yeah,
1: that one looked real good. There's one earlier. There's one. There's another one though that I thought was really poor. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. And we
0: still, what we wanted, we didn't get enough of that little baseball bat kid.
1: Me, he looked kind of different in this. I don't remember him having like. So I know he had a. But in this one, the mask looked huge on him. Like they switched masks between the second and third film.
0: Yeah, it kind of did. Mask did look bigger. Well, we, when we were seeing him in the other films, it was always like real faraway shots of him, like across the field. <laughs> but yeah, the mask did look bigger in this one. And who was the one killer with like the burnt up face? Did we? The burnt up guy. Was that the milkman? I don't think it was the
1: milkman.
0: Well, because we had the one, the big dude with the uh, pandemic, like the old school, like eighteen hundred style pa- pandemic mask on, like the bird face one. Um, there was the sack head dude from seventy eight, the kid with the bat. There was one more, I think. Ah, uh, I don't remember. The lady singing. Yeah, you had the skeleton kid. Elton kid but
1: the lady from the 1920s singing
0: yeah but that, i mean i did like that scene priest? it was like a, um i don't did the priest i don't think the priest came back in 1780 but that that dude was cool with the with the kids in church without the eye
1: yeah i thought that was pretty
0: good the the so that that was something i like too cuz I, I thought from the previews and the free flashbacks that what guy was going to have turns out that he was the first one that Nick Good's relative used as a sacrifice killer.
1: Yeah, he he was the first killer. uh, But the the one with the scarred-up face, I don't remember seeing him before in the other two films.
0: I thought maybe that was the Milkman up close. I can't remember. We'd have to go back and look, but... Once again, it's a lot that they left on the table. Like you could have had like an eight episode like TV series and, and went into each different time frame, but I don't know what the money would be on that and stuff because you'd have a whole different cast of characters, but you could have went with more unknown characters, which this one kinda did. Like the the whole trilogy did, so I don't know. Do you have any other pros or cons?
1: I'm gonna touch upon one. So Well, we touched upon this earlier, you know, the bad acting in the 1666. But you know who I thought actually did a really bad job of acting compared to the first two roles he had in the film? Her brother, the, uh, I can't
0: remember his name. Yeah, they didn't give him Uh, very much in this one.
1: his, His brother, her brother, Henry, played by Benjamin Flores Jr. I thought, so the first two films, I thought he was excellent great but his his acting for the 1660s in my opinion was the worst actor out of the bunch for that uh, time period i thought because i thought his accent was even more uh spotier you want to say because you know they kept cutting in and out with it um I, I i that made me almost shut off the movie alone because i can't like pointed because his previous rules were excellent.
0: Yeah, I, he, his part was so small in this one, and they, they built him up, and he was a key part in the first two, and it just, I don't know. I, I, it doesn't seem like the last one's rushed, but they, and it's, they had a good base story of what they wanted to do. It just came down to execution. The execution wasn't there. And they didn't stick with what worked in the first two. They went polar opposite. Like, the things that didn't work about the first two, they leaned heavily into in this one. It just... It, I definitely think it cost the film. Alright, do you want to go on to recommendations?
1: Uh, yeah, you kick it off this time.
0: Alright, so my recommendation, I would recommend it if you saw the first two, um, just to get the complete story. Uh, I don't know why anyone would just start with this one because if you just started with this one You're not gonna go back and watch the other two and also you're really not gonna have any idea. What's going on? Um, Definitely not a standalone film like you would hop into obviously third part of the trilogy but uh, The only people I could think to recommend it to is if you've already watched the first two just to complete the story uh, Watch this one Um, As far as score. I am definitely gonna go I'd go about four and a half out of ten I really didn't like this one um but there is like you said the redeeming quality of uh a cool story um but the execution on it heavily heavily takes away from it it actually is in my opinion a difficult movie to get through because of the shortcomings um but if you'd already have seen the first two just to get a complete um Grasp on the story and just see how it wraps up. I would recommend to watch that
1: So for my recommendations, I would recommend this to anyone who has a Netflix account and is a horror fan at the same time This movie was the worst out of the trilogy in my opinion um, But because of the plot twist that this one had I would recommend the entire trilogy as something to watch I would probably give this movie I'd say six point five out of ten. Um I know John Yours was lower, but mainly because the plot twists in this film I, I really liked and really appreciated. So that's why my I decided to give it a little bit higher than five. Um and overall I thought for me this movie was entertaining. And I know that's the biggest point that we try to push is if the movie's entertaining, then
0: it's it's worth you can watching. Watch it. Yeah. It's
1: worth watching. And to me, this movie was entertaining. I can absolutely see myself one day sitting back down and wanting to watch each film, including this one again. Um see now. it's, it's
0: where where I differ on that is I think that they're the story that they had for this one is entertaining. i a hundred percent agree on that. But I think the flaws that we talked about in the pros and cons are so distracting that it takes the entertainment value way down for me like that's why i was saying like if you watch the first two watch this one to complete the story because it is interesting how they wrap the story up and it's done in an entertaining way unfortunately the production of this film the third one exclusively detracts from the delivery of that story a lot to me and that's like there's times in this movie where I just want even you said it like where it, it takes you out of it and wants you to shut it off and that's like because like we say it's all about is it entertaining because at the end of the day you're watching a movie to be entertained um there's an entertaining story in this by far and I think that's the most disappointing part is that the rest of the film doesn't live up to how entertaining the story is
1: Yeah, I'm trying to. Yeah, so it, because of the story, I say it's worth grinding through it at times because I, like we said, and we mainly, our cons were mainly focused on the 1666 part. If you can grind through that, it's worth it for this overall story. So I think we
0: agree on that common ground is where I'm saying if, if you're two films in, finish it out. So if we take a step back and look at it as an overall trilogy, the overall trilogy is entertaining, so it's worth checking out. So I guess we're not getting to our destination the same way, but we're going to the same destination, if, if that makes sense.
1: Uh, yes. Don't
0: hurt your brain, book.
1: I've had too many concussions that I don't really feel pain in my brain. shouldn't
0: feel pain. Uh, You should feel pain. Not directly in your brain, anyway. What do you think a headache is? So, because you've had so many concussions, you can't get headaches anymore. No, I still get headaches. You feel pain in your brain no so you, you just got on here to our national international audience and just lied to everybody
1: no 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 you can still get headaches but not
0: have pain oh so you have headaches but you don't have pain so what is a headache then uh you can f- you, you know what a headache is you're a headache book your headache for fucking me and all of our five listeners <laughs> now we got somehow more than that i don't know how <laughs>
1: Here, let me let me give it a right, so, shout out. Let me give a shout out to him. Thanks, mom. Thanks, grandma. Thanks, grandpa. Thanks, Uncle Joe. Thanks, Uncle J- Uncle Jimmy Bob. Uncle Droop. Uncle, that's my Uncle Droop. <laughs>
0: uh, man,
1: you're my boy, Droop.
0: Well, that's 1666. But uh, we both come to the general consensus. The trilogy as a whole, uh, check it out. Um, it's on Netflix. You, you'll see it when you log in. They're promoting it. Um, worth worth your time. Overall, as a whole, worth your time. Overall,
1: as a whole, Fear Street trilogy worth your time.
0: Worth your time. All right. Well, I guess it's time of the show where we wrap it up. All right. Well, if you're listening to us on your favorite streaming service for podcasts that's awesome good for you get a gold star Uh, if not we are on most streaming platforms spotify stitcher google play uh even if you want to listen to it they they get put on uh our youtube channel uh hunter's horror vision check that out Uh, we got a couple other little things on there uh as well as if you have any comments any movies you're looking for us to check out any type of thing like that you can reach us at huntershorrorvision at gmail.com besides that i think that's all we got Bug. what about you
1: uh i don't think that's pretty good on our side uh the only thing i want to say is uh please link like subscribe send this to your friends your family your grandma i don't care who you send it to Get us out there, please. Get us out there.
0: My grandma, she's too busy down at the casino playing the slot machines.
1: Uh, how do we? We should your
0: grandma should, won't listen uh, either. Your grandma was cracking me up at the wedding, though.
1: What was she saying?
0: Um, so when we were waiting to walk, uh, when they had, like announced like the uh, like the the wedding party. She walked by, me and Dodie and Tyler were standing there, and she was like, oh, there's some good-looking uh, young ladies here. Like, anyone got their eyes? I'm like, I always got my eyes out on that. She's like, oh, good. I'm glad to see that there's some normal people here, and then walked away. I
1: take yeah, hey, it sounds-
0: that your grandma's not big. Yeah, on, that sounds uh, like my grandma. Progressive times. But I did find it funny.
1: Hey, what can I say? She's old. <laughs>
0: You could say that about most people.
1: Okay, well that's been our show here.
0: Uh Thank you guys later.
1: Thanks for coming out. Can't wait to see you next time or hear hear from you next can't wait for you to hear us next time.
0: Jesus Christ.